1: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Herb Podcast, a place of information and inspiration for the home herbalist. I'm Bridget Doherty of the Soledago School of Herbalism, coming to you from a bridged island on the coast of Maine. In today's show, I'm talking about schizandra berries. Before we get started, I want you to know that I'm not a doctor, nor do I diagnose or treat people. What I share is based on my own experience and what I've learned from my mentors. Ultimately, I want you to be empowered in seeking and achieving your own version of optimum health. I want you to be inspired to connect and relate to the common plants that grow all around you. Together, let's make home herbalism be as common in the everyday household as cooking a healthy meal. Now, without further ado, let's have some fun and dig in. Well, today I am excited to talk about uh, one of my favorite herbs, which is schizandra. And it's a berry, and it's from China, India, uh, traditional medicine originally. But I think it's such a wonderful uh, fruit and herbal medicine that it really has taken hold in current American modern day herbalism as well. And I would assume around the world, although I'm not really sure. (laughs) Um, Schizandra chinensis is the botanical name, uh, chinensis being from China, and it's in the schizandraeae family. And the word Shazandra derives from the Greek originally um, schizine, shizen. <laughs> of course, my pronunciations, maybe not the perfect, obviously, but which means to cleave. And andros, so shizen andros, which andros means man. And from my understanding, this describes the cleft anther... Cells on the stamens. Uh, Stamens are the male part of the plant. Easy way to remember that is stay, they stay man stamens. And the anthers are the top part that produce the pollen, which are essentially the sperm of the plant. And um, the other potential for the to cleave part is that. It's a vine. It's a vining plant that can grow really tall, but vines generally cleave to things. So I don't know if that has any relationship to it at all. But schizandra is native to forests of northern China, uh, the Russian Far East, Japan, and Korea. And it's hardy to zones four through seven, which is quite a range. They actually really like cold zones. So they actually need a time of cold dormancy to set fruit for the following year in the following year. So they really need that time to be dormant and to be cold. They also have both male and female flowers and so and vine, and specific vines. So if you're going to plant shazandra and you want the fruit um, then you need to buy a male plant and a female plant so that you can actually get female fruit on the female plant. But you need the male plant to be able to pollinate. So there's other plants that are like that, like holly bushes, I think, are often like that. There's, there's many, but that is the case there. And then they can grow up to 30 feet. But they can be trellised and trained like grapes are for easy harvest. Or they can be trellised over an arbor where the fruit clumps can then hang down for easy harvest. And they're just a very beautiful um, plant. And usually if you buy them um, as a young plant, then it will take multiple years before they'll actually start fruiting. So it's something that plant now and be grateful later. It's often called the five-flavor fruit or the five-flavor berry. This is a fruit that has a really intense flavor to it, in a good way, or maybe not, depending on how sensitive you are to taste. But I, I think it's really intense and lovely, the flavor. So the five-flavor berry, it's said to have all of the flavors all that exist, basically. So it has sweet and sour and pungent, or that could maybe even be like umami, um, spicy and bitter all in it. And for me, like the sour really rings through the most, very astringent. There's a hint of like a black pepper kind of spice, but it's not really strong. It's not like an inflammatory spice spiciness. And the bitter is kind of the afternote of the bitter. Like once it gets back to the bitter taste receptors on the back of the tongue, it's like, whoa, um, that is some bitter. The sweet is mm, maybe a little bit at first when you first taste the berry, like the outer part of it is sweet. But then once you really get into it, it's like, whoa, the sour. And for me, the bitter really take hold so it's thought that because it embodies these five flavors, that it's a very kind of well-rounded neutral plant or fruit or herbal medicine, and that it's able to impact um, the five soft organs, which would be the lungs, the liver, the heart, the spleen, and kidneys. And it also, this idea of five flavors means that it could even in um, I believe Chinese medicine, it's said to tone the five elements throughout the body, the elements of water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. Also, interestingly enough, according to Chinese medicine um, or Chinese tradition, perhaps, there are three centers of energy in the body called the three treasures. And Shazandra tones and builds all three of these. The three, from my understanding, being Jing, Qi, and Shen. So, Jing is the primary essence, which determines one's lifespan, your strength, your vitality. Qi is more of the life force that kind of moves through everything, right? The Qi. And then the Shen is the energy of consciousness and emotions, and so, if any of those are needing support, then Shazandra can really help boost them all. And not boost them in a stimulating way, but just really support the body's natural ability. In Chinese medicine, Shazandra berries were considered to be so important that oftentimes tributes to the emperor were. Offered with chazandra berries, you know, wrapped around them, and it was really seen as an herb of longevity and, um, you know, maintaining youthfulness and also sexual vitality. Schizandra, it's not necessarily that it contains, from my understanding, a lot of minerals, but what it does contain a lot of are lignans which are what we hear a lot about, um, like flax seeds. Why people really want to eat a lot of flax seeds is because those contain a lot of lignans. So they're a fiber that our body can, um, from my understanding, our body can, and probably it's more of our gut bacteria, can actually turn them into hormones so that our body can use, um, or hormone-like Chemicals, So they maybe fall under the line of phytoestrogens. Some lignans are. Maybe not these specific ones, but they have a lot of general health benefits. So 19% of the weight of the Shazandra berry on average are lignans. And then there's also a fair amount of vitamin C in them as well. So, and some antioxidants, and I'm sure obviously lots of other constituents for a plant to have so, such a range of flavors, there obviously must be a huge range of constituents within it, I would assume anyway. So a lot of actions that are tied to this five flavor fruit or berry, and we'll go through them. Um, and then I'll go through kind of the different body systems and how this fruit can help and then ways that we can um, work with the fruit and ways that I like to work with the fruit and what I have going right now at home uh, as far as schizandra remedies. So schizandra, number one, if, if you know anything about this plant, is that it is an adaptogen. And an adaptogen is an herb that mostly helps our body to adapt to stressful situations to make us more resilient in the face of stress. Also tends to, they also tend to build endurance and help the body reach a, a greater state of homeostasis which is basically a greater state of health, like that's kind of where our body wants to be, is somewhere dancing around a center point of homeostasis. So that is what, and adaptogens also tend to be non-toxic, very safe. They tend to be modulating in action. They don't have a specific direction of action, but more of a, general sphere of action and, again, tend to be more um, modulating where they help bring you back toward toward a center space versus pushing you in one direction or the other. Also, antioxidant, um, so really helps to prevent free radical damage or to heal from it. Anti-inflammatory or potentially inflammation modulating and you know, so many herbs have this ability. And as we know, so many disease states are either, you know, spur from chronic inflammation or overactive inflammation or, or result in it. So anytime that we have an herb that can, that can help to modulate or lower excess inflammation, um, we're doing ourselves a favor. In working with it. An immune tonic, again, and I doubt that it's only because of the vitamin C, this herb really works with so many different systems in the body, the endocrine system and also the immune system. So helping the immune system indirectly through the endocrine system and then working directly with the immune system, also supporting the spleen. And again, when herbalists, you know, we talk about the immune system. I mean, there's really no like... Specific immune system. There's immunity that works in so many different ways like throughout our body. So it's hard to like pinpoint one type of immune system because it's actually a very dynamic um, aspect to our health astringent and you can definitely get that in the flavor of the berry that sour note is always going to be astringent um, in nature and astringency really kind of tightens uh, both mucous membranes and also really tightens almost like cells so that or tightens and tones tissue and so that can also heal wounds this astringent nature of pulling tissue together uh, hepatoprotective, which means it protects the liver, which is amazing. Our liver is so important to so many aspects of our health, and any herb that's going to protect the health of our liver is going to be of benefit to us. Uh, nervine, uh, which means it really just is a nervous system tonic, so supports our nervous system and its ability to cope um, with, with outside stressors. It's known as an expectorant, which is basically something that helps the lungs if they have excess uh, mucus that need to be coughed up, that it can really help to kind of break that up, thin it out so that you're more able to cough it up. Uh, anti-asthmatic, again, working with the lungs and helping if there's any spasming of the lungs to really helping to calm and soothe that. Supporting of the kidneys and... Um, anxiolytic, which would be, you know, helping to reduce anxiety, which would tie right back into the nervous system support. So that's a lot of just overall actions and benefits of the herb. It's considered an herb also that enters all 12 of the meridian systems and is able to therefore nourish all of our internal organs and functions. So there you have it. That's all we need to say, right? <laughs> Have Shazandra, and it's going to be like full body uh, benefit to all of your internal organs. I don't know if we can go wrong there. So number one, as I was saying, an adaptogen basically helps us to adapt to stress, helps us to um, endure and function in harsh harsh conditions. Um, Whether it's harsh weather or, um, you know, lack of sleep or really intensive physical athletic training, different things like that, um, or just really helps us to endure very stressful times depending on, you know, life transitions or sickness or death in the family, things like that. And then also can really help counter excess inflammation, as we said. Working with the nervous system function, schizandra can really um, enhance our reflexes and can improve our work performance and our mental activity. So if you are a student or if you have a very intense job, Um, Then both of these could be, or if you're an athlete, then these could all be really beneficial uh, reasons why you would benefit from Shazandra. So along with all that, it can also be calming um, and relieve anxiety and relieve stress-induced heart palpitations or stress-induced asthma. Also, for both children and adults who are dealing with uh, ADD or ADHD, it can really help to center and ground and calm. So children, the flavor might be really intense. You might have to mix it with a lot of honey but or hide it in like a smoothie or something. Um, But for adults, uh, you know, just deal with the flavor if, if you don't like it. It's worth it. Although you definitely get used to it, and I personally enjoy the flavor. Um, then for our endocrine system function. So what, what does it help? Our endocrine system essentially is, you know, all of our glands that help that produce all of our hormones, that f- um, really lead a lot of functions throughout our body. And really, really affects a lot of our way that we live our life. So especially when we're talking about stress, which kind of links back into the adaptogen side of things. But schizandra helps to reduce cortisol levels and cortisol levels when we're stressed are really high and they can affect um, our immune functioning. It can affect our blood sugar um, metabolism so that's really helpful. It supports our adrenals and helps us to build our energy reserves, which I think ties back into what we were talking about, those three main types of energy that it supports. And by supporting our adrenals, it helps to normalize our cortisol levels. Reducing fatigue and relieving insomnia. So interestingly, you know, some some people feel like, oh, well, if it's going to build my energy, but if I have have insomnia, then maybe I'll be too awake and I still won't be able to sleep. But oftentimes with herbs, because they're so normalizing and modulating, it's very often that herbs that help to build our energy reserves also help us to sleep when we need it. They're not sedatives, they're not stimulants, but they basically support the healthy function of what controls our sleep and awake cycles. And schizandra is really helpful in that realm. It improves fertility of both men and women and increases sexual energy, is known as an aphrodisiac. It's also... um, thought to you know, increase sexual desire and vigor. And actually tying back into that, and I touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but historically in China, it was thought to preserve both youth and sexual vigor and to what was called to nourish what they called the waters, quote unquote, the waters of the genitals. Um, it was said that if you ate 100 berries a day, um, it could help you keep your sexuality at peak through life, which, I don't know, 100 berries a day is actually quite a lot of schizandra berries, so that seems a little intense to me. But um, also, schizandra could be helpful for p- folks who have experienced sexual trauma. Not only that, but it can, for as general, a woman's tonic and a hormone supporter. So whether we are dealing with PMS, or we're entering um, and we're in our menopausal years, or if we're even probably if we are in our puberty years, then Shazandra could be really helpful. And as I mentioned, it can via the endocrine support and helping us to be more in a state of homeostasis or closer to one anyway, it can indirectly support our immune function in that way. But not only that, supports the spleen to help our immune function, prevents um, a depleted immune system from stress, and that, again, ties into its adaptogenic benefits um, it's known as a cold and flu remedy, and it can soothe sore throats. And I think that really goes to its astringent nature to really tighten swollen and inflamed mucous membranes, which would be a sore throat. I mentioned that it's hepatoprotective, that it protects our liver. So let's talk a little bit about um, how, what, it, what benefits to the liver option it offers. So it can protect against damage from whether they're damaging drugs or even chemotherapy or drinking alcohol. Um, Then schizandra berries can be really helpful if you are dealing with any of those things. Now, interestingly enough, because it's such a liver-protective herb and that it can protect the liver from damaging drugs, it is one of these herbs... Where if you're taking a lot of it and you're also taking a lot of really important drugs that are, need to be metabolized in a certain amount of time by the liver or that your dose is based on what your metabolism rate is, that if you then start you know, really ingesting a lot of schizandra, then you may just stay in touch with your doctor and you may have to um, adjust your doses of drugs or you have to see... It could affect how the liver processes your drugs, which could be considered a contraindication if you are taking um, some really important drugs. And I'll get into that a little bit after talking about the benefits, some potential contraindications. But overall, just really supports if there is already damage to the liver, a lot of times herbs that protect the liver, you kind of need to start taking them before you you in, do something that would be damaging to the liver. So if you know that you're going to go out and have like a big bender of a weekend out drinking or partying down or something, it would be better to drink and eat Shizandra beforehand, you know, leading up to it, instead of only waiting until, you know, you have that staven in. Hit hangover, and then you're like, "Oh, maybe now I should have some some Shazandra." And yes, that might help to repair the liver because, but it might not help to protect the liver because the damage has been done already, right? So after the damage has been done, Shazandra has been shown to help repair the liver on a cellular level, and actually helps to encourage new liver cells to form. Now, our liver already is really miraculous at repairing itself, especially if it's given what it's needed to do so. I mean, I've heard something like if you have even a certain very small percentage of your liver that's still functioning, that, it's, you, that it can regrow from that. So our liver is pretty amazing in that way. And then working with Shazandra would be really helpful. And it's not the only adaptogen that really does help to protect the liver, especially in cases of chemotherapy. So something to consider. Also, our cardiovascular system function. So our heart and our blood vessels and our circulation. It could be related to hawthorn and its effects, It can be very modulating, uh, especially to blood pressure levels. So so it's not going to like specifically lower blood pressure or raise blood pressure unless that's what's needed. So if your blood pressure is really high, then it can help to lower it to a healthy point. But it's not going to like keep lowering it like a drug might do. And then if you have really low blood pressure and you need to pick it up a bit, then then schizandra could help you in that direction as well. So more of a modulating effect. Also, a heart protective. Uh, so it can really kind of protect the heart, which is great as we age. Really important. Because heart disease is, I believe, still the number one killer, at least in the United States. It's such a vital organ, right? (laughs) And then it can just improve the action of the heart muscle all in all. So it just really has a nice tonic effect on the heart. Another area of the body that I think is really important to keep healthy, especially as we age, is our brain. And Shazandra also builds health and protects and repairs damage. To the brain specifically can repair damage from stroke or injury, which I would assume would be like a concussion, um, or neurodegenerative diseases. And I think that now that we have a large population that's that's getting into their later years of life, like the baby boomers, my parents generation. We're really seeing the importance of brain health. And there's a lot, I at least I see a lot of news articles out there about uh, dementia and Alzheimer's and what, you know, how we can prevent it in lifestyle habits, what we can eat, what we can do. And I would say Shazandra is right up there on the top of the list as far as to helping to slow the rate or prevent or even just to keep brain health optimum. That's known to prevent neuronal cell death. So it keeps our um, nerve cells from dying off too much and our brain cells from dying off too much. And it counters and prevents cognitive impairment and forgetfulness, which I think is always beneficial, obviously. So really helpful there. And then we talked a little bit about it being uh, helpful for the lungs um, if you need to cough out some mucus or if you get uh, stress-induced asthma attacks. Also for the lungs, it can treat acute coughing and wheezing, and it's just a general lung tonic. Like if you have some sort of chronic lung condition, then schizandra berry could be beneficial in helping to tone and strengthen the health of the lungs. Also a tonic to the kidneys and also a tonic to digestion, obviously, because it's got that bitter taste to it. It's got that astringency and the sour taste to it as well. So that's, that's a lot. I mean, that is some full body benefit from this really intensely f- flavored, uh, small red berry. And it's not only the berry, but the berry is mostly a seed. And so it's the seed also that has a lot of these health benefits to it as well. Okay. So a little bit about contraindications. And I always like to go to my botanical safety handbook, the American Herbal Products Association Botanical Safety Handbook and it goes alphabetically by botanical name. So we can go right to Shazandra. That's how I like to say it. I think other people might say it other ways, but that's how I've always liked to say it. Sometimes it's spelt with a Z, and sometimes it's spelt with an S. Okay, quick reference summary. Contraindications, none known. Other precautions, none known. Drug and supplement interactions. Okay. Uh, in human studies, schizandra has been shown to increase the plasma levels of tacrolimus and talinolol and is thought to inhibit the drug metabolizing isoenzyme CYP3A and the drug transporter protein cyp PGP, leading to increased plasma levels of drugs metabolized by the CYP3A or transported by the PGP. So that would be specifically drugs that are use those pathways in the body. It could affect the levels in your blood. Uh, heartburn has been reported as a side effect in some individuals' allergic reactions have also been reported, and I think, you know, the heartburn is, I mean, it's like such an intense flavor, that really astringent, sour flavor. It's almost like vinegar to some degree, like how that would give you some acid reflux potentially. Large doses of schizandra increased the metabolism rate of intravenously administered warfarin in rats. Animal studies have indicated that schizandra berry induced the drug metabolizing isoenzyme CYP1A2 and inhibited CYP3A4. A reduction in postpartum hemorrhaging and no adverse effects on maternal or fetal health were reported in pregnant women who took a schizandra extract during pregnancy. In one study, schizandra was used to induce labor in women with prolonged labor, And no information on safety of Shazandra during lactation is identified in scientific or traditional literature. So, and you will see in some places, and maybe it ties back to this. this, That was in 1954 that it was used to induce labor in women with prolonged labor. You will see in some places that it's like, oh, you know, could cause um, labor to, you know, so, so you might see in some places like don't, use if you're pregnant and that kind of is a byline that comes with a lot of herbs really and really I think like if you're drinking a small of schizandra tea every once in a while it's probably not a big deal and then just tune into your body and see what your body says. If you're taking large amounts of concentrated schizandra extract in a capsule form then I wouldn't do that if I was pregnant, especially towards the end of pregnancy. I wouldn't do that anyway because herbs in capsules are way more like drugs and lead to way more safety precautions and contraindications than if you're working with an herb in a tea form or in an infusion um, or even in a tincture. If it's a whole plant plant, if you're using the whole plant in you know, small, normal ways. But as soon as we start trying to turn the herbs into drugs, that's where we start running into problems, and they become less safe that way. So basically, if you're taking drugs, and if you can figure out which pathways they're used in your body, and if it's the CYP1A2 or CYP3A um, or the PGP, <laughs> then maybe don't use the schizandra because it will affect how your body metabolizes those drugs, potentially. Um, Also, it may increase effects of barbiturates, which as animal studies have shown, may help the liver clear drugs faster than usual. So just something to be aware of. Now, how I like to work with Shazandra. What I do mostly is I buy uh, whole Shazandra berries by the pound and I make a nourishing herbal infusion with them, which really is very similar to making a tea with them. Because if you weigh out to make a nourishing herbal infusion, you know, you weigh out an ounce of herb and you use a quart of boiling water for that ounce. A tea would be, you know, a tablespoon of the whole berries per cup of water. And it's very similar in amounts because the berries are actually quite heavy. And the infusion, you just let it steep for a longer amount of time than you would a tea. You know, an infusion, you steep for four hours. A tea, you steep for 20 minutes. So you're going to get a lot more out of the berry in the from the infusion than the 20-minute steeping time from the tea. And I'm all about getting more from the berry. Now, you could also do a decoction. Instead of doing the tea, um, you would simmer. You, you'd still do the tablespoon of whole berries per cup of water, and you would simmer it on the stove for 20 to 30 minutes or so, and that'll be closer to the concentration of the infusion. Um, You could make a really concentrated decoction and then add honey to it and turn it into a syrup. So you'd have the same amount of decoction of like a really strong concentrated um, tea, essentially, where you like simmer the berry, simmer the berry, reduce the water, reduce the water. So you have a small amount of really strong flavored water and then you add the same amount of honey or sugar to that water and meld them, blend them together. And Shazandra, it definitely has a flavor that is nicely augmented by a sweet honey flavor or something, because again, that like sour, bitter, astringent is kind of nice with a little extra sweet to it. I personally, I just make the nourishing infusion and, you know, maybe once a month I'll drink a quart of it. Um, Or if I'm really on a kick, I might do it once a week. I'll drink the quart within one to two days. It doesn't, there's not a lot of protein in it, so it will last for multiple days um, in the fridge you can also fill ice cube trays with the infusion and have schizandra ice cubes that you could add to like bubbly water or other beverages that you want to kind of slowly shift the flavor or to dilute the flavor of the schizandra. It could be fun to have and they would be like a pink color. So even um, you could put it in a cocktail say, like a probably like a gin or a vodka cocktail. And, you know, you'd be getting the liver support along with the cocktail and it'd be pretty and flavorful. If you want to go that way, fine, you could do that. (laughs) But I yeah, I just like the infusion personally. The other thing that I have that I have made in the past is I have a big old bottle here of Shazandra tincture which I made in 2015. And I have 16, wait, is it 16 ounces? Yeah, I think so. And I hardly have had any of it. And so when I knew I was going to talk about Shazandra this week, I was like, oh, I'm just going to see, I know I have a tincture somewhere. So I got, I found it. I was like, oh, I actually have a lot of tincture that I had made quite a long time ago. And so I've been, um, taking it. I took a bunch of it yesterday. I I took like multiple sips kind of throughout the day. And wow, it is really intensely flavored, like really just, I don't have dropper droppers, but if it was in a dropper full bottle, I mean, really just like one squeeze of the dropper full in like a little bit of water. And it would be like, wow, that's, that is a full flavored berry. Um, But it's fun. It's interesting. And it would make kind of a good herb that you could have like before a meal to really get the digestive system going. So here I have my tincture. I'm just going to pour a tiny bit in the bottom of a shot glass, which is usually how I take my tinctures. And then I might I usually would maybe put some water to fill the shot glass just to dilute it and to dilute the alcohol and just make it easier to take. But sometimes if I want the full effect, I just take that one sip out of the bottom of the shot glass and smelling it is like that, you know, it's like once you know the smell of Shazandra, that's. That, you know, that smell like that is, it is unique to this one fruit for sure. It's like, it smells almost just like it tastes. It's got that like sweet, sour, and like kind of bitter, musky, musty kind of rooty smell to it, even though it's not a root, it's a seed and a fruit. And it's this tincture is this beautiful, like ruby red color. And to make a tincture is really easy. You just have your dried Shazandra berries that you bought a pound of. And whatever, however much tincture you want to make, you have that size jar. And you fill that jar a third full of the berries, roughly. And then you fill the jar all the way to the top with 100 proof vodka. And then you let it sit for a minimum of six weeks. Um, you could let it sit for a year if you wanted, uh, and then strain it out or you don't even have to strain it out. You could just pour it off as you need it. If you want from the berries, the berries will definitely grow and swell and take up more space in the jar. Um, and then after like, say you do strain out all your fruit and you probably likely don't have a tincture press at home. So you can make a tincture tea to get the rest of the tincture out of the berries because the berries can potentially be hard to squeeze all the way out. So you would squeeze as much tincture out of the berries as you can, and then you'd put them back in a jar and pour boiling water to cover them um, and just let it sit, and then that'll help to extract more of the alcohol tincture out of the fruit. And it will be a diluted tincture, but there will be enough alcohol in it to keep it shelf-stable still. You need at least 25% alcohol to be shelf-stable. The 100-proof vodka is 50% alcohol, so you can kind of judge from there what your percentage is. But, you know, you would maybe use that first, and then you would go on to the whole tincture that you had strained that is all, you know, vodka. Yeah, so super easy and really cost-saving if you make your own tincture, for sure. So I'm going to take a sip of this um, while I'm here with you, and hopefully I'll still be able to talk afterwards. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is, like, really... You can. You can, like, taste all of the flavors. It's... It's definitely a mouthful. It's like sweet and salty and bitter and sour. It's got a little spice to it. And then I also have my Shazandra Berry Infusion here, which I've been drinking today. I've almost gone through the whole quart, but I have a little bit more here. And that's um, really tasty. It might... Be intense and you can always just water it down and turn your one quart into two quarts if you want just by watering it by half just to until you get used to it you could also rewarm it and add honey to it so it's like it becomes a hot tea with honey and that's also very good it's like way less intense than the the tincture that's for sure it tastes kind of like lemonade or like hibiscus, you know, but like a bitter hibiscus kind of, and not, yeah, I'd say it's like a bitter hibiscus, the, the infusion. So play around with it. I actually thought, I was looking for it, I thought that I had a elixir, but I guess I had just thought about making sh- making a Shazandra elixir, and I didn't actually make one or have one. And so that would just be, when you make your tincture, Add some honey to the works. So do maybe like three quarters vodka, 100 proof vodka, and one quarter honey. So it's basically like a sweetened tincture. Some people make it with brandy. But then you also have like the flavor of the brandy, which actually might go well with the flavor of Shazandra. But it's not as, you know, you can't get 100 proof brandy. So it's not going to be as strong of an extractor. Um, I've also heard of people putting uh, their schizandra berries in a jar and covering them with honey and letting the honey kind of extract some of the flavor. And then when you go to make a tea, just taking a spoonful of the berries and the honey and putting it in your teacup and pouring hot water over that and letting it sit and having a nice sweetened Shazandra tea, which could be nice too. Is another way of doing it. And then... I also have, I've you put Shazandra berries in a bitter blend before, like a digestive bitters. So here I made, this was May 2022, I guess. I made this in 100 Proof Vodka, Burdock Root, Shazandra Berry, ella campaign, Dandelion Root, juniper berry and cardamom now if you know me you know I'm not much of a blender I usually just like to take herbs one at a time as simples but sometimes when you're making like fun digestive bitter blends it can be really fun to you know mix and match it's like part of a meal or part of like a pre-dinner cocktail and so this has um Quite an array of herbs in it. Burdock root, dandelion root, and then elecampane root, plus then shizandra and juniper berry and cardamom. Smells pretty good. Take a sip of that. Wow. That is interesting. This is actually mostly gone, so I think I've used a lot of it. That's actually really good. You have like the bitter, rooty, dandelion root and burdock root. And then you have like the higher notes of the elecampane and the schizandra, which are both, I mean, just imagine those two herbs alone are just fully flavorful. And then the juniper berry and cardamom to kind of round it out. The cardamom and schizandra taste really nice. Okay, so those are the schizandras that I have. In the past, I've also had um, schizandra berry powder, which you can buy, and I've added that in small amounts to smoothies, um, to like the little snack truffle balls that are like nut butter and dried fruit and powdered herbs. Um, And so that's really good. But you just have to add kind of a small amount because the flavor can really overtake. It's also really good um, like sprinkled on... Yogurt and granola, a little bit of Shazandra berry powder. So, again, there's lots of different ways that you can have Shazandra be a part of your life. That's what I have to say about Shazandra. And starting last week, I was, um, yeah, I'm like trying to decide if I want to tell this story. I said, Oh, well, I'm going to start telling my herbal story, like through the years of how I've bonded with herbs and just be really let you all know. So I was going to kind of kind of go chronologically. And I had this whole plan of what herb I wanted to talk about or what I had connected with. But I kind of feel like I should tell my Shazandra story since that's what we're talking about. So might be huh, a little embarrassing, or it might give you a little bit of insight into who I am or who I was. <laughs> but I, so how did this start? I think, you know, I was in my early 30s, late 20s, maybe 30, right around there. And I um, went to a party with a friend, and I, it was a party that I didn't really know anyone at other than the friend that I went to with. Um, And the party, the theme of the party was your alter ego. And I think even at the time I was like, I don't even know what that means, alter ego. Hmm. But you were supposed to kind of like dress up or act out or be your alter ego, which in my perspective now it's, you know, that other part of you, like the other side of your coin kind of thing, the part that maybe doesn't come out as often or that you would like to come out more or that it's kind of like, uh uh-oh, that part's coming out now, look out. (laughs) And at the party, I just kind of like decided, I was like, oh, well, my alter ego's name is (laughs) Shazandra, because... I love that name, I love the herb. I used to actually, thinking of that, I used to, so in my 20s, my mid-20s, I had a couple girlfriends, and we worked in a natural pharmacy together, the Herbal Path in Dover, New Hampshire. And we went through a phase where we made mead together. We made a variety of different herbal meads, which I guess would be Methaglins is what they're, they're called. And, you know, we'd, it would be kind of one of these fun things we do. So at least like once, once a month, we'd get together and spend a day like making a batch of herbal honey alcohol, fermented alcohol. And then we'd rotate the house and different people would, you know, ha- harbor that one ferment as it was coming. And then we'd bottle it and it's this whole ordeal. And we called ourselves the Merry Mead Makers. And we made Shazandra mead, and it was so good. We called it the Shiz. <laughs> and um, yeah, super fun and flavorful. And then we got back together. We had like a reunion out in California where my friend had moved to, um, I guess, you know, maybe 10 years later. And we made a mead together and we decided to make, remake the shiz. And so we made Shizandra mead and, but then we made it, but then we all kind of parted our ways and my friend actually mailed me the bottles somehow, or somehow I got the bottles, some bottles of the Shazandra mead and maybe like two or three wine bottles And she just recently came and visited me for the first time since then um, here on the island. And I had one bottle left and we drank it together around the campfire. And it was so good because as mead goes, it totally mellows in time. You know, like it, it tastes like really yeasty and like sweet and then as it ages it really kind of mellows and tastes more like a wine and less sweet and less yeasty and then the subtle notes of the herbs can come out more so that was kind of one of the first ways that I really connected with Shazandra, and then I was at this party and decided that that was my alter ego was Chazandra. and you can just call me Shazandra, and then I was like, well, what does that even? I mean, Shazandra, she's all like spicy and sour and bitter and like full flavored, and she's this like hot red berry, you know, and I was like, hmm. And then maybe a couple years after that, um, I kind of would have some fun at some parties. And somehow, I think it was like a Halloween party, and there was a red wig that um, appeared. And it was like this bright red wig. It was like short hair. My hair has usually been really long. And so, um, this like bright red wig of short hair that I would wear, (laughs) or I wore at this one party. And I was like, oh, like this is (laughs) Shazandra. And that's when Shazandra. My alter ego really blossomed and got a little crazy. And those were my party days, the Shazandra days. And they're in the past, but I still love this herb. And um, I still feel like a part of me, in some ways, is still that alter ego of Shazandra. Although she's toned down quite a bit and that wig is long gone i'm pretty sure (laughs) it's been put away (laughs) now that i'm a mom and all that so that's another aspect of my herbal story i just thought i guess since we're talking about Shazandra, i'll just bring that out so now you know now you know (laughs) All right. Well, with that, I would just like to thank you so much for being here and listening. Um, If you like this podcast, I would love for you to rate and review it. I think the more people that, even if you just press, you know, four or five stars, whatever you think, hopefully it's in that range, Um, if you like the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it because I, you know, I'd love to like pop up when people search herbalism or herbs or alternative health or, um, and, you know, have this information more readily available to folks who are interested in it. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, my website, where you can sign up for informational and inspirational newsletter. You can find all of those places um, with the Soledago Herb School search or tag. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Bridget Doherty. Until next week, be well, let intuition guide you, and have fun with herbs.